Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. everyone, it's Dr. Sam and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. So today I bring you behind the scenes. I did a session with somebody who's got nearsightedness and also something called presbyopia. So reading glasses up close, but he's a bit frustrated with the reading glasses because they're making his eyes worse. And so I unpack his visual situation and we get to the root cause and then once we get to the root cause well now he can transform his vision and he probably won't need his glasses anymore so i hope you enjoy the show thanks so much for tuning in all right so um what what would be your goals and objectives today um Getting a little bit of a handle on whether or not and when I should be wearing these glasses and whether or not this is actually making my vision deteriorate um, because I kind of feel like it has. And just kind of steps forward to stop what I've noticed to be the diminishment of my vision in the last few months by wearing these glasses more. I don't know if it's causative or correlative or, or what, but um, I've noticed a significant change and I'm wanting to kind of halt the change and, you know, hopefully um, kind of reverse if possible. You can do that, of course. <laughs> so is this your first pair of glasses? Yeah. It is. Okay. And yeah. what prompted you what prompted you going to an eye doctor to well explore that? It was about I think it was about this time last year. I was like, okay. Um so it had been for a few years where what I noticed the most dramatically was if I looked at my phone first thing in the morning and then, you know, for anywhere from a minute to four or five minutes, and then I stopped looking at it and I looked in the distance, I'd be like, oh shit, like I can't see anything. It's like fuzzy everywhere. And it was a dramatic, I noticed a dramatic difference between not looking at my phone and going about my business and then looking at my phone and going about my business. And I'm like, and then I would notice my eyes um, when I worked on screens a lot. Uh, I would have trouble focusing on, like the words would get a little blurry on the screen. And then when I looked 
in the distance, things were a little blurry as well. Um, and that got a little worse, like progressively a little worse over time. I had great vision most of my life. I'm sure you hear this okay. all the time. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, one eye is doing one thing and one eye is doing another as well. I've noticed. Um, okay. And so that's why I originally went in is it just was getting a little bit worse. And I was like, maybe I need something for working on screens and maybe that'll improve things. And so that okay. was kind of the focus when I went in and talked to this guy and worked with him. But I've since moved and I started poking around. I had a friend that was a vision therapist uh, many years ago. And I actually went mm -hmm. to a vision therapy conference that she invited me to. And so I was like, oh, there is a whole other paradigm of looking at vision. And okay. that's why I sought you out is because, you know, you have the, the medical chops and then you also have the, it seems like a, a more kind of outside of the box kind of way of approaching how to ameliorate conditions, you know, and improve conditions. Okay. So I want to get a little more uh, clarity on this. I have your file from April 16th, where you went to Dr. Christensen, who is a developmental optometrist. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he gave you a prescription um, for was it for distance or for reading? For um, screens. For screens, okay. Screens. All right, so, and you got that prescription, it's single yeah. vision prescription. Mm -hmm. And was that the prescription you're referring to that yeah. created this? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you got this in April, 2022. How quickly did you notice your eyes would get worse? Was it? pretty immediate or no it wasn't um okay. because at first i didn't wear them as much i used them as needed because some it was like until recently some days i'd wake up my vision's fine you know okay i don't have any issues i can see very well um but then three weeks ago i went to an nba game i was in an arena and for the first time in my life, I couldn't see clearly, you know, 200 feet away from me. Like it was like, and it was, I was like, it's happening. You know, it was felt very disconcerting, but yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot what your original question was. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> so you didn't get a prescription for distance. You just no. got this computer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see distance with these glasses. I have to take them off to see any sort of distance. So what do you do for distance? Uh, it looks like your right eye has got a little more myopia than your left eye. Do you just go yeah. without glasses in, in the distance? Or, yeah. And you can see uh, and all that? Okay. I can see pretty good. Like right now, I'm looking at my window. I can see pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like. You know, there's some, okay. there's a little blurriness on like a street sign, but it's pretty minimal. It'll get okay. worse 
-hmm. sometimes, but right now it's pretty good. Like it's, it's not bad. Okay, and then I have another uh, report that's a OCT scan, looks like, and mm -hmm. um, that was oh, that was also during the April mm -hmm. exam. Did he say anything about the OCT that doesn't look uh, unusual looked, to me? He thought it looked fine too. Yeah, that that's good. All right. So basically what's what's happening is you're questioning this prescription because you're noticing a market deterioration. It's like made your eyes worse and you want another direction. You want to be able to regain your eyes. Okay, we can, we can definitely do that. Because strategies, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll give you the whole thing. Sure, okay. absolutely. So when you went to this vision therapy conference, was this in, uh, was this at Pacific University in, in near Portland or it was in Oakland? It was in Oakland and like, I mean, it was literally like 20 years ago, maybe a little under 20 oh, years okay. ago. So this woman, she's been doing it. She's like always been sort of on the cutting edge of healing and so she's been doing it professionally for I don't even know how many years now. She's old. She's much older than me. Okay. And, and she worked closely with Meyer Schneider. I know that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Meyer Schneider is is a wonderful Bates teacher in the oh, west western part of San Francisco. I've known him a long mm -hmm. time. So um, sure. Well, the first thing I would say is that, you know, when you get any prescription from an eye doctor, usually what's happening is they're reinforcing the imbalance that you're coming into the exam with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're destined to when you wear it, it's going to uh, uh, it's going to weaken your eyes and what, what you have going on in your your eyes, at least according to the prescription you sent me, is that at distance, you're showing about five times more myopia than the left eye. Now, that may not be your experience. And you're also showing a, a small amount of astigmatism in each eye. Astigmatism means the eye is shaped more like an egg or, you know, it's twisted in some degree. Mm -hmm. And then up close, it's kind of interesting. The doctor in the right eye is giving you some farsightedness, not much, a little bit, but then he doubled the prescription in the left eye. And so it's reinforcing a couple things. When you wear a plus lens, a farsighted prescription, you lose your focusing flexibility. So like a minus lens tightens up the muscles and a plus lens makes the muscles low responsive, like they become flaccid. That's why anybody that wears magnifying lenses, their eyes are going to get worse because they're disconnecting from their eye muscle. Yeah. Uh, resiliency, right? Right. And, and real quick, and, like one question. Yeah, sure. I just want to share something and see if this confirms what you're saying. And I did this this morning I, and I noticed left my left eye is way more blurry up close than my right so that's why he made okay. a, a stronger prescription on my left than my right is that right 
So he's made, so it's more blurry on the left side than the right side. Is that? Is yeah. That he, yeah. When I, when I'm reading up close. Yes. Okay. So your, your right eye, your right eye, the strength of the right eye is seeing well up close mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the strength of the left eye is seeing well at the distance. Right. Or better in the distance. Right. Okay. Just so want to see if we're on the same. Exactly. Yeah, we're, um, so optically what's happening with your brain is you kind of drop out with the right eye at distance and the left eye is doing more of the work. Mm -hmm. And then up close, your right eye is doing more of the reading mm -hmm. and your left eye drops off. And mm -hmm. that's a lot of magnification that you your left eye mm -hmm. as it relates to um, your overall situation. You, you're a bit into what we would call in the direction of what we call monovision. Mm -hmm. So the definition of monovision is the right eye in this case is your reading eye and your left eye is your distance eye. And so any prescriptions you put on over it that try to compensate for that are just gonna make things worse. I see. Right, so this is probably a two-step process, two steps maybe. The first step is what I would do is I would possibly give you some support of some slight magnification up close, but not nearly as much as what you're currently wearing. And I would also take the astigmatism out because I think that's interfering with you. Uh, and the other thing I'm going to say about this monovision setup is when you prescribe similar or the same prescription in different eyes. So if the eyes are different, but you prescribe the same prescription, it's like a mm -hmm. vision exercise and it would encourage both eyes to start to work together. It's going to move you in a direction of better um, collaboration. Now, it's not going to be perfect. So like your it's not going to be left what? eye, it's not going to be perfect eyesight clarity right. in the left eye. Right. But it's going to be more comfortable and it's not going to weaken your eyes. So I'm thinking this. I would send you a prescription that would just be a 0.5, 0 0.50 in each eye. No astigmatism. And you would use that when you feel you need some support up close. I mean, on, on your, again, what's going on is your right eye is taking over at the reading position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And we need to engage the left eye, but not give it so much magnification and so much astigmatism that it, it weakens. It just stops working. So yeah. It stops working. And that's, that's part of what, why, that's why you're like seeing this drop off. Exactly. What you're wearing is making it worse. I want to confirm that. I want to validate okay, Thank that. you. <laughs> you're not crazy. And, you know, even this, this is my beef with, and I'm going on the record here, but this is my beef 
because I used to be in those organizations with behavioral optometrists, developmental optometrists, but uh, they don't all practice at the same level or have the same level of understanding. And it's why I left the groups because I was going, I can't refer to these people because I, I was referring to them, but then people would call me up and say, well, they're not doing what you're saying or doing. Right. And I had the good fortune, I had the good fortune when I was in my early career, I was in, in the Northeast in Philly. Mm -hmm. And there were about five really old developmental behavioral holistic optometrists. And one of them was my actual optometrist. I went to him, I was uh, almost three times the amount of nearsightedness that you are measuring. And I went to him for six months and I completely dissolved my myopia. Wow. And I haven't worn glasses in 30, 30 years. I see well up close. I see well in the distance. And his name was Dr. Albert A. Shankman, S-H-A-N-K-M-A-N. He wrote a book called Vision Enhancement Training. And Dr. Shankman, when I met him, he was in his 70s and he was semi-retired, but he was teaching young optometrists. And we had a whole class of younger eye doctors like myself. And we went through his vision therapy program, but it was very holistic, it was very whole body, it was very mind body. Dr. Shankman was a yoga teacher and a meditation um, teacher. So wow. we had a, like a spiritual component to it. And it was the most potent thing I ever did because by dissolving my myopia completely, mm -hmm. I had the courage to leave my practice in Philadelphia and move to New Mexico in the early 1990s. I could have never done that if I was still in my myopia prison right. cell. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing that happened is I affiliated with a holistic developmental optometrist that was a, a contemporary of Dr. Shankman. His name is Ellis Edelman, Dr. Edelman. And so I worked with him for five years. I became a partner in his practice, but I apprenticed with him. I didn't make a lot of money at that point, but I apprenticed with him. And I learned how to manage lenses really well. Uh, yeah. And so it was Dr. Edelman, it was Dr. Shankman. There was another old timer I met, Dr. Albert A. Sutton, S-U-T-T-O-N, you could Google him. And Dr. Sutton was an expert in well, developmental problems in children. He practiced in Colorado for many years and then he moved to Miami Beach where I met him and he was a professor at Barry College and he taught OTs and psychologists how to do vision therapy because he knew that the optometrist couldn't understand what he was saying. He worked with the vestibular system, he worked sure. with mind-body, he worked with nutrition, he yeah. worked with primitive reflexes, Right. And we affiliated with a group of optometrists in Denmark and Sweden who wow. were way ahead of us. Yeah. And, yeah. and so we studied their methods. And then there, there was a meeting in, in Denmark we would go every year called the Sutton meeting. They honored Dr. Sutton for that. And um, he passed away you know, a long time ago. But in any event, 
the optometrists in Denmark and Sweden get it because they were doing a lot of holistic things. So it is difficult, even in California, because I was trained in California in vision therapy. In one of my internships, I spent uh, three months in a very busy vision therapy office in San Diego. And the doctor's name was Bob Sanit. Dr. Robert Sanit was one of my first mentors. And um, I was going to stay in California, but I decided I wanted to come back to the East Coast. And I enrolled at a place called the Gazelle Institute, which where I learned about child development and, you know, vision problems as a whole body situation. And so bottom line is that I want to give you an upgrade in this whole situation because even though this person was a is a developmental type person and what I would say is let's do plus 50 in each eye I'll send you the prescription okay you're paying for this appointment medically licensed so you can go somewhere in Portland and just get the plus 50s and you'll you'll like that that's going to be a nice prescription for you and the left eye is going to be a little funky it's going to go well I don't have all the magnification I need yeah. but it, it'll feel more comfortable and it's not weaken your eyes as much and also some other tricks to the trade uh would be at least on screen time make things a little bigger if you want okay. to you know the font yeah. on your phone. and so you don't need to wear it all the time but just wear it part-time or wear it some of the time yeah. And then we'll go into B, which is I'll teach you some vision therapy exercises today, talk to you about nutrition and maybe some other techniques so that you can uh, move or remove this, this situation. Because you see, you're nearsighted. Mm-hmm. And even though the right eye is more than the left, nearsighted people usually don't need to wear reading glasses. Because the nearsighted, they became nearsighted because they they see well up close. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a lot of magnification for you to be wearing, I would say too much. Yeah. And um, we, need to, we need to change course here because. Yeah. And that's what it where felt you- like. It felt like, uh, you know, it felt like a heavy hammer to me like oh my god totally I and mean, talk about a heavy hammer <laughs> I mean, that, it's just too much for you yeah so i'll when we're done with our session today i will email you a medical prescription it's good anywhere it's got all okay. my licenses on numbers and all that stuff. it's be a plus 50 we're taking the astigmatism out because you got to get rid of that that we, we don't need that. Okay, now part two, there's a couple of different paths that you can take. And what I like to do with people is we're partners in this, partners in crime. Like some things you might say, no, I don't wanna do that. Or, you know, that resonates with me because I have so many tools in my toolbox and you might say, yeah, okay. So let, let me give you the, the landscape of what's possible. Sure. One of the techniques that can work really well to help your reading up close, instead of using a magnification lens, is to get yourself a pair of pinhole glasses. Mm -hmm. 
Have you ever heard of them? I have, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've done a fair amount of just kind of poking around, looking at alternatives. Yeah, let me just close this window here. And pinhole glasses, I don't know if you can see me. Here we go, let me sit down again. So these pinhole glasses, if I were to pick up something to read, mm -hmm. I would see things really clearly because mm -hmm. it's making me focus through the holes. Mm -hmm. And when you wear a plus lens, it diffuses your focus. It basically, what it's doing is just giving you bigger size, but the price you play, pay is you can't, you, you can't bring things into focus anymore. Right, right. So you're, yeah, so your muscles to do other things. Well, they're, they're just getting flaccid. And again, the size of things puts your eyes to sleep. You know, ah. any plus lens creates a magnification effect. So why bother? Oh, it's yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's so, so another way, instead of you going for magnifiers, if you want to, which is kind of like an exercise is to read with the pinhole glasses. It's going to make mm -hmm. your eyes move through these, uh, through these holes to have to see it. You can even move your head a little like I'm doing, Yeah. but it's going to bring things into focus. Okay. So that's a, that's a technique. If you don't, you know, cause, so here's the deal. Every prescription in the optometry or ophthalmology world is approved by the FDA. So it's a prescription. It's like a drug and it's yeah. got side effects. And one yeah. of the side effects of the plus lenses in magnification is you're going to weaken your eyes. Your eyes are just going to get weak. That's one of the side effects. Interesting. They don't say that. <laughs> so the pinholes will the pinholes will give you another option if you don't want to, um, you know, even wear the magnifiers. Now, is that something that you would oh. use while on the computer, while reading, and then you don't wear them otherwise? Exactly, and you can. You, so, so part of this process, this can be the hard part or the easy part. Mm -hmm. You decide. Use your intuition, trust how your body feels with it, and follow that. Mm -hmm. So there isn't a hard and fast rule or cookbook, but let's say you put them on and you're at the computer and go, man, I'm working really hard here. I got to yeah. get my work done. Then either make the font bigger or mm -hmm. put on the plus 50s. No right. problem. It's not going to weaken you. Let's say you're on your phone and you're like, I'm going to do some exercise here on my eyes. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I like this. It's good. You know, I'm kind of, mm -hmm. it's nice to do. I'm, I'm working my eyes out. Right. You get to choose how long you want to do it. And um, so that's, that's the pinhole situation okay all right now next i think you need to do some work with each eye separately yeah 
there's a couple ways that you could do this. We can be creative here. So one of the things I learned when I was studying physical eye therapy is a process called hormesis, H-O-R-E-M-E-S-I-S. It's really big in the fitness industry. And what it is is that when you challenge your body, you actually get stronger. So if you're nearsighted in more so in the right eye, you would patch the left eye and you would, I would probably just go to the drugstore and get the strongest magnification lens you could find. Plus 250, plus three. And you bring it home and you take a baseline of the right eye with a patch. So you have to buy a patch at the pharmacy. Take a baseline with the right eye, no, no prescription. And then you put that plus lens on and you get to go more into your blur. And the, the, the practice is for one minute, can you relax into the blur? And I'd be curious to know what the belief system is around blur for, for you. Like, oh, if it's blurry, I could get hurt. I'm gonna miss something. I'm afraid. And whatever mentally you start thinking about when you put that heavy blur on and you're looking in the distance, that's probably some of the issues that were happening when you got your first prescription. And you might see some mental hypervigilance going into the right eye saying, I don't like this blur. I'm out of control. I can't resolve anything. Right. So what you're doing there is you're desensitizing your mental reaction to blur. And that's what causes your myopia. Hypervigilance. Mm -hmm. And for some reason in the right eye, you chose to make your right eye almost five times more nearsighted than the left eye. That's why I have a theory about that. Mm. My theory is, is that you, like everybody else, went to school and you were asked to perform. You got to read, Quinn, you got to write, you got to get an A, you got whatever it is. And so because now I'm, I'm assuming you're right eye, right handed, maybe the right eye connects to the left hemisphere of the brain, which is your rational analytic. Yeah. 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 Get it done. When yeah. get it done. This is the yeah. duty. Yeah. So the right eye said, look, I'll just take it all on. I'll be the workhorse mm-hmm. here. And the price I pay is I'll just become mm-hmm. nearsighted. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because that that really rings true for me just based on like the onset of it getting worse really coincided with the beginning of this highly stressful highly technical job where i had to you know make 100 page documents and reports technical reports everything had to be perfect you know and it it was way more screen time than I was used to. I, it was basically be going from a field biologist to going in the office and doing tons of 
long technical reports with deadlines. <laughs> so that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, that might line up, but the exercise is going to release that pattern of the right eye having to do it by itself mm -hmm. in the workhorse. And so when you put on that, that high magnification lens, it's an exercise lens that's about, can I relax into the blur? So I'm giving you a lot of things here, but when you look through blur, your, your eye is going to be more receptive to the world and what it sees. It's not going to get hung up on, I got to resolve everything. I got to make, I got to see the detail. There's a very creative, intuitive aspect to blur. It's softening. Mm -hmm. And I want you to find that when you do that exercise over the right eye, and you're going to do it three times. So you put it on for a minute, process your resistance or whatever, take it off, do it again, take it off, do it again, take it off. By that third time, your right eye is definitely going to be seeing things more clearly. Mm -hmm. And when you take the patch off the left eye, now the left eye is going to relate to the right eye very differently. And you're going to see more brightness, more clarity. Now, with the left eye, this is a little trickier. So you're going to patch the right eye, and because the left eye is now caught in the presbyopia or farsighted world with that plus lens up close, you're going to take, if you have I don't know if you even have distance glasses. Do you? Do you have any distance, cold distance glasses? You no. want to have the left eye look through the minus lens up close. Mm -hmm. So when when the left eye is in its presbyopia or farsightedness, yeah. and when you get the minus lens, you do the same thing, but you're now you're going to be dealing with on the minus level, it's going to be blurry, but it's going to engage the muscles more. We're on the right side, the plus lens, it's about relaxing the muscles. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah. Now, if you, if you don't have an old, any minus lens prescription will work. If you don't have anything, I do sell on my website minus lens to blur. Because eye doctors won't, they, you know, they're not going to prescribe. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So you can get that minus lens. And here's the deal with this. You could work with both eyes in the distance using the plus lens. Yeah. And you could use the minus lens with both eyes for the reading distance. So, you know, you could do the plus lens on the left eye, but it would have to be in the distance because it does have a little nearsightedness. And it would be interesting with the right eye because the right eye is the reading eye to give it the minus lens up close. It's not going to like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so it's basically, it sounds, it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like tricking the eyes or, or whatever you want to call it into correcting their compensations. I would say it another way. Okay. Say that what we want to do is we want to give each eye a much wider or broader visual experience so that you get to see your subconscious reactions mm-hmm. to blurriness. So it isn't so much tricking, but we're we're offering a wider experience so that you would develop more versatility. So in that hormesis example, we're challenging the the eye in the area that it doesn't want to go. Okay. Where you see, if you can have a wider both emotional, psychological experience around your eyes that has been elicited by looking through a lens that's not habitual, you're going to have to make us a problem. You're going to have to solve a problem with that intuitively. This is one of the things with Dr. Shankman that I learned when you wear you know, lenses that are outside your normal way of seeing, you can't rationally figure it out. And you're going to be confronted with the subconscious reasons why you've set your eyes up this way. Right. You've adapted to something and the pattern is what's creating the, the, deterioration and that guy you went to in uh, California he did his best but you need to unpack what you're bring what you're bringing to him because he's only again reinforcing what he's measuring right yeah yeah and that's and this this could change everything for you because you're like a you're like a two-headed being yeah. You know, astrology, they talk about Gemini. It's like two sides. That's you. You are yeah. one person with your right eye and you're another person with your left eye. Right. So this goes far beyond, well, my eyesight is deteriorating. Well, mm-hmm. good, got your attention. So that's one set of exercises that you can you know, immerse yourself in. Mm-hmm. I would do something every day in that kind of interaction because the more you interrupt your habit, the faster you'll see change, the more free you'll become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Now, there's another exercise that you can do with the eye patch called the eye dialogue, where you cover the left eye and you ask the right eye some questions. And I'll send you a kind of a a questionnaire that you can ask. And that's going to that's going to give you information on your inner vision, your what's behind the eye. It's going to make you more aware of 
what you're projecting out into the world through your right eye. I call it the inner vision exam. And then you do the same with the left eye. And I bet your right eye and left eye are having a, a marriage problem. That's yeah. one of the questions I'm asking you. Right eye, do you know you're married to the left? And the left, do you know you're married to the right? And so you need to bring that into the light mm-hmm. on the discrepancy between your two eyes. Because mm-hmm. like I said, your right eye reads and your left eye looks in the distance. Mm-hmm. They sleep in separate bedrooms. Yeah. You know, so so that would be the second thing that you would do. And then the third thing that you would do is introduce an exercise, which I'll send you the link to. It's called the yin-yang peripheral vision exercise. It's called yin-yang because the first uh, set of images on this piece of paper that I have is two images of a yin-yang symbol. And you have to focus with both eyes to make a third yin-yang symbol. And when you make that third yin-yang symbol, now your left eye is engaging with the right eye simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the more you do that kind of exercise, which puts you, both of your eyes into the same functional sphere, then your left eye is going to help your right eye in the reading And your right eye is going to help your left eye in the distance. Mm -hmm. Then you won't need glasses at all. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. So, so yeah. So, you know, look, if I can do it, you can do it. I was taught in optometry school. You can never improve your vision. That was our first year. Yeah. Jesus. Then when I did it and I went back to the school, they said, well, that's nice kid. It's anecdotal. You know, you're right. on your own. You know, right. they're not they're not invested in that. I mean, in a regular eye doctor's office, you go for an exam every year and they keep make the glasses stronger, so they get to sell you more glasses. Yeah, and it, it and it gets worse. Right. Like this people just awesome. yeah, and people are like, Yeah, here's a new prescription right. and a new prescription and a new prescription, and it gets worse and worse and worse. My girlfriend wears contacts all day, every yeah, day. Exactly. You know, and then she takes them off at night and then she can't see. <laughs> so. Have her go a day without her lenses. It'll change her life. Really? Do it as a, do it as a vision retreat, detox. So, you know, there's no demand on her mm-hmm. and have her track her emotional <clears throat> response to not using them. You know, it needs to be in a kind of a retreat, kind of a, sure. okay, in home today, but yeah. Um, yeah, but for you, I think working with these opposite lens prescriptions to give you more flexibility and versatility and understand mentally what you don't like about blur, because you blurred out that right eye in the distance so you could function better up close. But you didn't, the left eye didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And the left eye is your intuitive eye. It's the bright brain. Mm-hmm. Stalled. It's like, oh, I'll see you. I'll do the distance viewing and you do the near viewing. And um, so you split yourself. Yeah. Right. So we're going to give you the same lenses in each eye, the plus 50. 
And then we're going to ask you to do the plus lens to blur and the minus lens to blur mm -hmm. and the eye dialogue and the uh, yin yang chart. Work those for three months and then let's see where you are. Okay. Some other things I would make sure you're doing, get, it, get enough healthy fats and oils in your body daily. Yeah. That is for you. What does that sure look like? doing a, you know, the bright. What kind of amounts does that look like for you? I, I've been taking a, a fish oil. Um, okay. I also eat lots of nuts and seeds. So I feel like I'm, that's, that's definitely there. But that, like, that sounds covered. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Probably 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams a day would be good. Okay. In that in that realm. And okay. then just brightly colored vegetables, you know, as best as you can, especially the red, orange, yellow, green, you know. Yeah. Uh, berries are good. And, uh, you know, I think take care of your liver because liver and eyes go together from acupuncture. Mm -hmm. um, if you're into cranial sacral, you could go get some cranial work that would unwind any astigmatism pattern in the body. Uh, if you're so inclined to do that. And, uh, yeah, that's basically, you know, just, just eat well and try not to do too much processed foods and processed sugars and, um, yeah. you know, Try to get good dental care and um, take breaks from screens when you can. I mean, you know, in this research, they say you should be um, getting 10 to 30 minutes of uh, far away gazing, you know, a day uh, to offset the computer focus. Okay. Even if it's cloudy where you are, get out into the to the sun, sunlight, mm -hmm. especially in the morning. Um, I wouldn't worry too much about the blue light, but you know, again, if you're at least stop if you can doing screens a half hour to an hour before bed. Okay. Um, if you if you want to with this plus fifty, you can get you know the blue blue protect on there. Okay. But that's kind of up to you. Um, and that's that's basically it. I mean, for you, it's more functional, psychological. Uh, there's insight here for you about healing something between your right and your left. Yeah. That's really what this is about. I mean, I think another thing is the right is probably working speed much more speedier mm -hmm. than the left. Mm -hmm. It's tighter. Yeah. Yeah. And probably it's, not going to like that blur as much either. Yeah. And there, it's funny. This is now that I have a little more perspective on this, it just based on my life, like there really is and always has been a very, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, an interesting combination of very creative and then mixed with a lot of scientific training and work that involves 
very logical, pragmatic thinking. And so I think that my eyes are kind of like, well, you do this and then I'll do that, you know, and somehow they've divided along the way. And I think, you know, this is just a thought, but when I started going really hard on all of this cognitive work that required a lot of precision, things kind of went south. Well, you're lucky because um, you don't really have very much. Yeah. Um, you know, I had, I, I had a similar thing because I was, you know, I, I was a memorizer and, you know, I was able to, but my right eye was like a three. I well, actually both eyes were like a three. So, you know, the amount of tension that I created was off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have any questions about what we're going to do? Um, no, not really. I mean, it would be nice to have sort of, I, I imagine you have some like descriptions of the exercises you recommended yeah. that you can send me. And so what I'm going to do, Quinn, when I send you the recording, I will send you directions to the following. Okay. Minus lens to blur. And my link, if you want to order the minus lenses, mm -hmm. the plus lens to blur, mm -hmm. I dialogue, and I'll send you the yin-yang chart, and I'll send you the directions. Okay. So it'll all be right there for you when you have the recording. Great. And that way, and I'll send it today, Okay. and that way, um, you know, I'm going to share something with you. When I, when I was a patient with Dr. Shankman, I spent probably 15 to 30 minutes every day doing eye therapy. And so the more you devote to this, the more you'll get out of it. That makes sense. I mean, it's going to be you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And using the, the, the exercises are just prompts for you to understand, oh, this is what's causing this, or this is why I'm still doing this. Because you get something from it. Yeah. But you're also paying a big price, which is why you contacted me, because you don't want this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and I feel like there are other solutions that just I refuse to believe that there's nothing that can be done. Like, I think that's where I'm at. Like, Oh yeah. Well, that's, that's absurd. I mean, that that's coming from, you know, people who, you know, haven't explored out of the box and, you know, my profession is pretty conventional. Yeah. It is. And they're not, they're not really open to these ideas and it's the way they train the doctors and, you know, it's a common story. It's not, it's in every form of medicine and until mm -hmm. start breaking through. So good for you for finding me on the internet. And uh, that's why I, I do what I do because, you know, we've, 
yeah, we just need to bring more awareness to it. And, you know, this isn't for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I acknowledge that I never try to talk anybody into this. Yeah. They have to come to me and they, they have to be eager to want to do the work because it's, you know, it's, it's a uphill, you know, you're going to meet with some resistances. You're going to meet with some like, really? Mm -hmm. And um, I forgot one more thing. I'll send you the, the prescription also. Okay, great. You'll have that. You can fill that anywhere. You know, anywhere Good. You want. Okay. So anything, any other questions before we end today? Um, if I if questions come up, can I email you? You sure can. Okay. So when you get the email with the recording and the links to all the exercises and the directions. Just respond to that and say, I have a question and mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. You know, keep a diary or a journal, you know, so you're keeping track of your awarenesses and basically it's going to be a self discovery. You're on a self discovery vision quest yeah. and you can't wrong, you know, whatever comes up for you, comes up for you. I mean, if you said to me, well, tomorrow I woke up and I had this dream, blah, blah, blah. I'd say, okay. Or, you know, like you decided to change jobs or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kinds of stuff that people go through. Yeah. It's all fair play. You know, it's just what you've been storing in your eyeballs. And now it's, uh, it's coming out. All righty. Okay, so uh, good luck. Thank you. You're drinking the Kool-Aid now. <laughs> You're so welcome. I look forward to your testimonial when you throw your glasses away. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I see 2020 and I'll ask you for a testimonial. But until then, do your work and you'll, you'll, get, you'll get results. All right. I know it. Great. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.